drafted me in Cincinnati. We have a good relationship. And I just told him, you know, just be the same as him you were when, you know, I was a rookie. That's kind of why I've always liked him. Hard coach, um, exact, he's a real good with his defense, and that's the kind of player I am. So the only thing he pitched to me is just, you know, the system, and I want you here. And, um, and that was enough for me. What made this the best place for you? What, why did you, you settle on? Um, I, I know Coach Jim. I have a good relationship with him. Called him on the phone. We spoke. Um, I'm comfortable with the system, the playbook. And this is a good team. I mean, they're real close last year. They're on the brink of, you know, making it to the Super Bowl. And, you know, I'm just here to help this team out any way I can. So just my relationship with them, this facility, and the kind of team that they have made it uh, a no-brainer. I, was on, I woke up at 5, uh, got to the airport at 5.30, had a uh, flight at 7, and practice, got off the plane and started practicing. So um, that's the business. And just speaking with him made me comfortable. Um, obviously, how late into camp it is, and you know, with like 10 days left, two weeks left, whatever it is, um, doesn't give you much time to pick up other systems and playbooks and things like that. Um, I think I'm a smart player. I could, but obviously, knowing the system here, and knowing Zim and kind of what he wants made it a little easier. Hey everyone, good evening and welcome back to another edition of Skull Stories. I'm your host, Mike Wobshaw at the TCO Performance Center coming to you from TCO Studios in Egan. Pretty cool episode tonight. Skull Stories a lot of times is focusing in on something historical with the Minnesota Vikings, but we have a current topic for you Tonight, we're going to talk with Vikings safety George Iloka, not just about being the Viking safety, but about what it's to play for Vikings head coach Mike Zimmer. George Iloka has done that now in two different stops. He played for Mike Zimmer as a member of the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals parted ways with him this summer, and George Iloka immediately signed here with the Vikings, joining his former defensive coordinator in Minnesota. So we're going to talk to George about what it's like to play for Vikings head coach Mike Zimmer. The Vikings, your favorite football team, folks, it's won three games in a row, defeating the Philadelphia Eagles in Philadelphia, the Arizona Cardinals here at U.S. Bank Stadium, and then last week, the J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets at MetLife Stadium just outside of New York City. Three wins in a row has gotten the Vikings to a record of 4-2-1, and one, which gives them top standing in the NFC North. Now they're going to play a team that is also red hot, the New Orleans Saints. That game this Sunday night as part of the Sunday night football broadcast. The Saints lost in week one and have not lost since. So Drew Brees and this high-flying offensive attack will come to play Mike Zimmer in the Vikings defense. But remember, the Saints also have a good defense, the number one rushing defense in the NFL, in fact. And they have Cameron Jordan, the son of Vikings legend Steve Jordan, a really good defensive lineman. It's a first place in the NFC collision with the Vikings and the Saints, both looking to get healthy as the midway point of the season approaches. The Vikings will play the Saints, and then next week they'll play the Lions, and then they have their bye week. So that is what is on the horizon. What is in your immediate future is a conversation with Viking safety George Iloka. We talk with him on different things, but we focus on what it's like to play for Vikings head coach Mike Zimmer. Here is our conversation with George Iloka. So what's it like, George, to be a Minnesota Viking? 
Uh, I would just say, about being a team player, I would say here uh, versus other places, the team is put first. That's how they run the organization. That's how players uh, go to work every day. That team first philosophy certainly not unique to the Vikings. That comes uh, with a lot of teams. And you've been with Mike Zimmer in Cincinnati and now here in Minnesota. I bet you that's something he was preaching during his time with the Bengals too. Definitely familiar with it. Uh, my two short experiences with uh, Zimmer in terms of it being a team philosophy kind of thing and him being a no, a no uh, BS kind of guy, I'll keep it PG, um, is I remember in the mock game during training camp, there was a vet and he told him to get in and the vet didn't like uh, when he was told to get in. So I don't, he didn't go in. Zim just looked back and said, shook his head. And he's not the head coach at the time. So, you know, I don't know how much pull he had in the organization. And then I feel like I remember him walking into the locker room after the game, I mean, after the mock game, told the equipment managers, like, clear his locker out. You know, nothing's been made of it yet. Like, you know, obviously no transactions have been made and the guy wasn't on the team the next day. And then uh, another instance is, you know, Cincinnati, we had a lot of like high draft picks, first round guys and things like that. He wasn't going to play them if they weren't ready, regardless of what, um, you know, uh, or the organization wanted, the head coach wanted. He was just going to play the best 11 guys with the guys he can trust or whatnot. So um, Zim's always kind of been that guy. He's got to put the team first. That team first philosophy, George, where it's all about the team and, and Zim isn't asking anyone to be Superman. What, what effect does that have on the players? How does that frame them in the right mindset to help the defense? Sure. I mean, there's still pressure to, uh, to perform because uh, Zim is a perfectionist, you know, and just in terms of, like, he knows how he wants his defense ran, and he's, you know, he's pretty good at what he does, and he's done it for a lot, uh, for a lot. especially if you're a DB. You know, I can't speak for other positions, but as a DB, you know how he wants things, and you can always do something better. You can always help out better in this situation. So there's always pressure in terms of that because he's always going to be on you, as he should. Um, but uh, I would just say that the, the thing that makes it uh, easy to allow him to coach you is he coaches the vet, the 10-year vet, just the same way he coaches the rookie. He'll get on the 10-year vet the same way he gets on the rookie. So he's consistent with it. And so how can you not fall in line when you see a guy consistently coaching everybody the same and consistently getting on everybody the same you have no uh choice but to fall in line every defense is a little bit different but you're all trying to make life difficult for the opposing offense so when you guys get together and and strategize what do you want to make it hard on the offense to do uh i don't want to give away too much secrets but um you gotta to win third down you have to win first and second so first and second down is just important as third down you know if you don't win first down or second down your chances when a third down, you know, go dramatically down. So uh, I would just say starting with that, winning first and second, you know, third down, um, we're going we're gonna to mix it up given the situation. If it's, if it's a situation that we like to get pressure, we're going to get pressure and try to make the quarterback uncomfortable. And if it's a different situation that we might have to fall back in coverage, we'll do that too and give pressure looks and things like that. So, um, I mean, Zim does a good job of, you know, throwing different pitches at the, the offense. When I hear you talk about winning on first and second down, which you just alluded to, that makes me think of run defense. So is it true that in today's NFL where some of the rules are favoring the passing game and the quarterbacks seem to be better than ever, it's still still important to stop the running game, right? Definitely, especially when you get late into the season, when you get into the, the last quarter of the season and into the playoffs, if you're fortunate to get into that, 
you have to stop the run. And you want to run game vice versa on offense. So uh, if you're not stopping the run, you're going to have a hard time stopping the pass just because you're going to have to dedicate more defenders down there in the box to try to stop the run or whatnot. So uh, the, the more you can stop the run with less people, so to say, if you can stop the run in the shell, the better off you'll be just because you'll have more guys that you can uh, have in the pass game. But, um, yeah, stopping the run is definitely key. But you play safety, so you're at the back end of this thing and everything is right in front of you. So from, like, a personnel standpoint, what impresses you about the Vikings' defense? Linval Joseph in the middle, Anthony Barr, Xavier Rhodes, Harrison Smith. What, uh, what, what sort of strikes you as impressive about what we have going on here with the Vikings' defense? Personnel standpoint, uh, I feel like you have everything you need. Uh, you have pass rushers, you have an interior D lineman, you have linebackers, and you have a secondary that's loaded. You have uh, all pro safety in Harrison, you have a shutdown corner in Xavier, and then everybody else in the secondary uh, has been playing at a high level and been doing it for quite a bit. So, um, and it just comes together because I've been on talented teams that didn't amount to or didn't live up to the expectations, so to say. But um, with all that being said, the, t- the type of talent and depth that we have here, um, they've, been be- they've been able to put it together um, over the previous years. Yeah, you guys had a lot of talent on the field in Cincinnati when Coach Zimmer was there. Now you've got that here. But there's more to it than just putting good players out on the field. What allows Zim to get a bunch of good players together and then have that become a cohesive group that plays well together? Because he's, he's going to keep you humble. I mean... Prime example, I don't know if uh, Harrison wants me to you know, say this or not, but prime example, uh, my first game here, like in-season game, uh, it was against the um, San Francisco 49ers. I think Harrison had a pick, uh, a forced fumble, maybe a fumble recovery, a sack. I think he had everything except the touchdown. Uh, you know, I thought he had a pretty solid game, if you ask me. <laughs> I'm like, are you definitely a good player of the game? You know, if not, you know, NFC Player, defense player of the week, and uh, for Zim, like, nah, he was like, you should do this better, do that better, but that just shows you the level of expectations he has for this team, for individual players. He's always going to um, expect more out of you, especially depending on who you are and, and whatnot, and he's always going to keep you humble, um, and he has that old school mentality where it's never as good as you think and never as bad as you think. He's pretty even kill, so... Um, yeah, I think that's why he's able to keep guys or when the expectations are high, he keeps everybody um, playing high because he's not going to let you um, start feeling yourself, so to say. Okay, we're going to continue our conversation with Vikings safety George Iloka on what it's like to play for Vikings head coach Mike Zimmer after the break. Iloka, one of our safeties. There's another Viking safety that you can hear from on these airwaves and in person later this week. Join host Mike Musman along with Andrew Sendejo at Jimmy's in Vadness Heights on Thursday at 5.30 p.m. for a live broadcast of Vikings Country. You could win some great prizes, including tickets in the Miller Lite Lounge at U.S. Bank Stadium. Visit vikings.com slash vikingscountry for more info and a full schedule. And to hear the rest of our conversation... With George Iloka, please stay tuned to Skull Stories. We'll be back after this quick break. Hey everyone, welcome back. This is Skull Stories. I'm your host, Wabi. 
Tonight's episode features Viking safety George Iloka. Our conversation with him continues in a moment, but first want to tell you about the new Vikings Museum. It's a place for fans to experience the comprehensive history of the Minnesota Vikings through multiple interactive exhibits and hundreds of Vikings historical artifacts. This museum has something for every Vikings fan. To purchase tickets, visit vikings.com/museum. The Vikings Museum, yet another example of a first-class property here at the TCO Performance Center. The Vikings not only built a first-class performance center where they can have training camp and where they can house the team for the entire year, but along with the practice facility, they have a bunch of other really cool things. And one of those things is the Vikings Museum. A lot of people internally here with the Vikings organization put a lot of work into that Vikings Museum from designing it to planning it, to putting in artifacts and historical information. So lots of really cool stuff. The Vikings have a rich history, one of the richest histories in the National Football League. And in my experience, Vikings fans appreciate their history and tradition uh, as much, if not more, than any other fan base in the country. So for Vikings fans locally here or for Vikings fans visiting from out of town or out of state, the Vikings Museum is a great stop for you um, here at the TCO Performance Center, so make sure you check it out. want you to check out the rest of our conversation with George Iloka. It continues right now. What do you remember about joining the NFL, sort of your first time around the block of the NFL calendar and of an NFL season? I mean, for me, the first thing I realized right away, I was like, okay, I can play in this league. Like you, When you first get into the NFL, especially because you start off a rookie minicamp, and in rookie minicamp, you're going to be there with some guys that you're going to be like, probably have no business being in the NFL. And so you're like, man, is this the NFL? Then you get thrown in with the vets like a couple weeks later for uh, OTAs and mandatory minicamp. And then you go, oh, all right. Actually, I see why this is the NFL. And every once in a while, there's a player that you see that shows you the, the level of why this is the NFL. And for me, my experience was A.J. Green. You know, everyone, you get into NFL, you're like, oh, I can play. Obviously, if you, if you get drafted or if you have an opportunity to be with the team, probably have the physical abilities to be an NFL player, but then you come across these guys that let you know, like, this is why it's the NFL. And for me, that was A.J. Green. All right, you'll have an objective viewpoint on this topic, the home field advantage at U.S. Bank Stadium. You guys had a good one in Cincinnati. You've played across the league where they have uh, home field advantages. The Vikings are known for having a really good one at U.S. Bank Stadium. I, I would say the first thing that, uh, you know, stood out to me and my wife, she even mentioned it, was uh, the crowd here is very enthusiastic. Like, they're really into the game, whether they're doing the skull chant or just very involved. You can tell by the oohs and the ahs, and they're very in tuned and engaged with what's going on. So for me, that was the biggest thing that stood out in terms of, like, the home atmosphere, just how involved the fans were. And then just some of the uh, production that goes along, you know, the horn and stuff like that, but um, I definitely feel like uh, if you're the home team, which I am now, because last year when I played against you guys, I was the away team, it definitely is, uh, I won't say intimidating, but it definitely, if you're not used to it, it could maybe get to you. Well, speaking of, of playing at U.S. Bank Stadium, you guys did that. What do you remember about that game? Uh, we got beat up that game, so it was a bad game for us, huh? I kind of like try not to remember any of that. But it was just a bad game. I mean, there was a lot going on. 
with the team. Uh, you know, we didn't know if the coach was going to stay or whatnot, and the score showed it. I, we lost so bad. It was one of those games that if it was like, if you were playing Madden online, you'd probably just turn off the game. We like our tandem of receivers here in Minnesota, Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen. They work well together. Why do you think that is? What, what makes Diggs and Thielen a good wide receiver tandem in this league? Definitely a top five duo in the league. I mean, he just put up the numbers. Uh, but I think it works very well because um, Diggs is obviously, you know, he can take the top off. But you can't really sleep on Thielen because last game he just beat a corner up. He's beat a couple corners up top too. But Diggs is obviously going to demand um, that role coverage. You know, um, most teams when you go into a game, they have some form of role to the guy that they think can, you know, obviously take the top off the defense. And so if you roll to a guy like Diggs, that's fine. Now you have Thielen, who can play the slot and the outside, which makes him very special. Um, you, <clears throat> you have him matched up against guys uh, that, that you feel favors him or whatnot. So that tandem is pretty good. And if you draw too much attention to Thielen, then you have Diggs, who's one-on-one -on -one with the corners. And, um, you know, more so than not, he's going to win that matchup over the top. And the, big, the home run threat is very crucial because all it takes is one time for you to get behind a DB and that's six right there. So uh, that's why I feel like they, they complement each other real well with addition, with addition to uh, Kirk Cousins, obviously. A couple of weeks ago, Zim was asked about J. Ron Curse. And when the Vikings drafted him, Zim was here. And so what kind of goes through your mind about J. Ron Curse and the comparison there and sort of what you've seen from J. Ron being with him here for a month and a half or so? I mean, he's very versatile. Uh, he's tall. He's lengthy like myself. I think he's taller. I think he's like 6'5", like oh, a legit 6'5". Uh, I do remember when we oh, scrimmaged them three years ago. Yeah, whenever they, they, someone was like, oh, they, you know, he's like, they drafted him. I wouldn't say that they drafted him because of me. I just think they said that he reminded, he reminded them of me just because of his length and size and things like that. But being here, being, being able to practice with him, uh, he's a tremendous athlete, a tremendous talent, uh, tall, um, lengthy speed, can play a lot of positions. All right, George, on the field, are you a talker? I know that you're a communicator with your teammates, but trash talker, do you like to give a few jabs? No, I'm not a big trash talker. Uh, every now and then I might say something to you, but... I'm not real too personal. I try to let my pads do the talking. And um, I got a lot of talking to do defensive-wise, being at the safety position in this defense. You got a lot of things to worry about, checks. So I don't, I kind of, I'm more so just focusing at the task at hand than talking trash. But uh, someone takes me there, then ain't no shutting me up at that point. Every, every play I'm at your neck. You spent every moment of your NFL career with one team, the Cincinnati Bengals. Then this preseason, you're practicing with the Bengals one day. A few days later, you're playing in a preseason game for a different team, Vikings. What was that like? For me, it was just, you know, surreal. Just strapping on another jersey. Um, just having on, having on a different number. It was just different. So I don't have one moment. I would just say when I stepped on, on that third preseason game and pregame, I was just like, man, that's... That's, life comes at you fast because it was like three days before that I was in a different jersey and the jersey I was in for a long time and then three days later I'm on the field with a different colored jersey and a new set of teammates so I mean I feel like that moment is going to stick with me for quite a bit but I'm still trying to build on the memories and I'm still trying to build on the uh, <clears throat> memorable plays that people remember me by as the Vikings but for me that's what stood out the most. Another guy you're familiar with around these parts Terrence Newman. You've played with Terrence 
in Cincinnati. Terrence was a member of the roster during training camp. Then he was a member of the coaching staff. So I want to ask you about that transition for him. Does it surprise you that he made that, or do you think that falls right in line with who Terrence Newman is? No, I'm not surprised. Um, I saw it when I saw it across the ticker on ESPN. I wasn't surprised. I was maybe a little bit surprised like that it happened this quick. But I remember talking to him like, you know, would you coach, would you coach after football? Because I know I want to coach after football. And he was like, yeah. And I was also asking him like, you know, how much longer do you think you want to play? You want to do it to the 40s? And he was just telling me like, I don't know. And so when I saw it, I'm like, it makes sense. Perfect time, perfect transition. Um, uh, and he's done he's done a good job as a coach. And, and I, I, you'd have to ask him how the transition has been, but I wasn't too shocked, just shocked at how quick it came about. George, thanks for joining us on School Stories. Appreciate it, man. We hope you enjoyed getting to know Viking safety George Iloka, very well-spoken guy, went to Boise State, knows Mike Zimmer's defense as well as anyone. When you have a guy like George Iloka and a coach like Terrence Newman, who's played for Mike Zimmer in three different stops, You've got a lot of really good resources for Vikings players, especially some of the younger guys. Now, some of the younger guys have been asked to step up and play quite a bit this season as the Vikings deal with injuries, and rookie Holton Hill could be asked to play a little bit more if Xavier Rhodes is unable to go after he sustained an ankle injury last week in New York. But uh, if those young players got to go, they're in good hands with guys like George Iloka and Terrence Newman, helping them learn Mike Zimmer's defense. Again, a reminder of that Vikings and Saints game. It is this Sunday night at US Bank Stadium, but it's Sunday night football, so kickoff is not at noon central time kickoff is right around 7 25 p.m central time of course you can catch the game on the vikings radio network where voice of the vikings paul allen will call the action with pete bursage by his side greg coleman and ben lieber on the sidelines assisting the broadcast one of the best radio teams if not the best radio team in the national football league so we thank you guys for listening to skull stories tonight we encourage you to check out the game on sunday in the meantime stay tuned to kfan.com and vikings.com for wall-to-wall and comprehensive coverage of your favorite football team on behalf of skull stories producer nate vaughn this is wabi signing off for now remember to join us next week for another edition of skull stories good night good night